Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Matt Chambers, CIO at Baylor Scott & White. In this segment, Chambers talks about why he likes video conferencing but still finds value in FaceTime, what he believes makes a good leader, and how he has benefited from his time in consulting. I like the layer cake uh, analogy. I think that that's a great way of putting it. And it's, uh, you know, it's true. I think that you know, the, the population health piece is something that so many organizations are working towards, but you have to have everything else in place before you can, can do that effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're trying to draw that picture on whiteboards, uh, you know, around the organization so that people can understand the vision, what it is we need to do and how we're going to get there. Um, some people get it, and, and the great news is, you know, some of our physician leaders that um, are the leaders of our population health, they'll draw a picture on the whiteboard and start talking to me, and, and it ends up being the same picture. So right. um, that's the great news. When you find yourself aligned with your clinical stakeholders, there's, that's, that's very comforting. Right. Now, one of the, the other things I wanted to touch on was that um, you're, you are in a U- unique position, you know, being CIO of such a large organization. And I want to talk a little bit about logistically how that works. I mean, is it something where you do spend time at different organizations and, and how, is, how important is it for you to have, have those strong staff, have a strong staff and be able to, you know, delegate certain things? And um, So if you could just talk a little bit about that. Um, well, Sarah has been looking into cloning laboratories for humans um, for me personally. Um, <clears throat> so, but in all seriousness, it is a challenge. It's probably more of a challenge than I thought it would be. Um, I, I like to look people in the face when I'm giving them bad news or good news or tough messages. Um, and it, it, it may be ironic for the IT guy in the organization to say that there's no substitute for human contact and relationships, but there's not. I think right. you have to be together to build a rapport and kind of a sense of trust before you can start to work effectively remotely. So what we're seeing is kind of that forming, storming, norming phase, uh, phases going through um, fruition where, you know, the first time a group of people will work together, let's say a northern and central uh, leader in a specific area, get together, spend a lot of time in person, and then over time they'll start to do more of that remotely. We're, we're spending a lot of time on video conferencing, you know, a lot of time on phone calls. And um, in large organizations, it's always been that way, right? So I came up in, in large multinational consulting firms, and so conference calls, you know, across continents were, were very normal. Um, healthcare, especially regional healthcare systems, that hasn't always been the norm, but um, we're adopting those, those habits very quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. In terms of me and logistics, I spend a lot of time on I-35, which is uh, mm-hmm. you know, a major interstate that runs all the way from Canada to Mexico. And so, um, you know, I, I do spend probably half my time in the Northern Division, half my time in the Central Division, and, and you know, have have offices in Round Rock, Temple, Dallas, and um, I try to try to get to all those. But you talked about uh, a team supporting you, and that that is critical. You know. Um, I think a good leader doesn't just have to be in all places at all times. A, a good leader, in my mind, is one who, you know, heaven forbid I get run over by a bus today, the, the, the trains still get to work on time. The trains mm-hmm. keep running because you've built a, um, you know, an ascension plan behind you uh, or supporting you where, you know, the next, the next person in line just, just steps in and keeps going. And, and we've got an 
excellent, excellent team um, that I'm thrilled to have working for me. And I, you know, I've recruited some folks in that, that weren't in healthcare industry before or, uh, you know, some lifelong consultant types um, because I really like that, that mentality. I, I have the mentality that, you know, every single hour of the day is costing money. Um, when you grow up, you know, billing clients by the hour, you're very, very cognizant of that. And that's part of the culture that I want to introduce. And, and the leaders that, that work with me um, understand that, that, hey, guys, you know, this meeting that we're calling with 20 people in the room, this is an expensive meeting. Look at the salary, wages, benefits, and the opportunity costs. So we need to make the most of this time. So um, because of that, I think there's always kind of a sense of urgency so, you know, that goes into, you, do you drive to Temple for a one-hour meeting when you've got other things to do in Dallas? No, you don't. Um, and you work through that, and you delegate. And, and um, one of my key tenets of success is you always hire people that are smarter than you. And, and so that's what I've tried to do and been, been pretty successful at doing it. So you can delegate to those folks when you can't be there in person. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially even as you're talking about the, the clinician leaders, um, their time is worth a whole lot of money too, and I'm sure that they appreciate that mentality of, you know, okay, we're here, let, let's get this going, and, you know, really being cognizant of everybody's time. Yeah, that's, you know, when it comes to our EHR implementation, that was one of our guiding principles, um, and it's something that I, you know, that I'm careful to institute going forward. Um, healthcare, in my opinion, many um, places in healthcare have been, uh, notorious for kind of the analysis paralysis effect where, you know, um, you, you might debate something for days and weeks and months because you're trying to get it perfect, which is important. But, you know, one of the things that we've said is don't let perfect get in the way of good. Um, and, and a way that that's, um, that materializes is in these large projects like an EHR, I would say, guys, you know, guys and gals around the table, let's look at this. Large group of people, very large burn rate right now on this project. We might be spending a million dollars a month or more in all the salary, wages, and benefits that we're investing in this project. So if we want to put this decision off for two weeks and come back and revisit again, we can. But it's going to cost us yeah. half a million dollars to do that. Right. Um, and so the immediate response to that is, what about patient safety? And, and I'm never – talking about sacrificing patient safety. That is the number one priority in everything we do is patient safety. But if we're talking about, hey, does this button need to be blue or green? Um, come on, guys, let's make a decision to move forward. Yeah. Okay. So, well, the, the, the final thing I just wanted to ask you was about was about making that move to health, health IT. Um, you know, it's obvious that you've carried with you a lot of the things that you've learned along the way. But just as far as making that adjustment, was, was, that, was that a tough adjustment or were there people that you kind of uh, look to um, for, for guidance just because it is a different Apple, you know, being actually in the health IT world? Yeah, I, I don't want to oversimplify it and say it wasn't challenging. Um, it has been challenging, but it's been incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, every client I ever worked with when I was in consulting, every company likes to think that they're unique. Um, you know, everyone's like a snowflake, right? No, no two of us are unique. But the truth of the matter is, in many ways, we're more alike than we're different. And that was always true with our clients. And while we do have some uniqueness in our clinical model at Baylor, Scott & White, um, our challenges are, are similar to many others in the industry. It's just they're bigger <laughs> because we're bigger. Right. 
And I, I think you are, um, to, to wax philosophical here for a moment, I think you are, every person is a, a sum total of your experiences that shape you along the way. And that's one of the things I always said, the reason why I was a good consultant, it wasn't because I was smart and perfect and knew how to do everything. It's because I'd, I'd probably screwed things up seven different ways. So I can come in and tell you these are the seven ways you don't do this. Um, and, and together we'll figure out the right way to do it. And so I've brought a multitude of experiences outside of healthcare to healthcare. I worked for a long time in telecommunications. I spent some time in oil and gas um, in various industries, always focused on IT. And one reason that I really, really enjoy healthcare IT is healthcare IT is behind the curve, has been, compared to other industry verticals. If you look at the, you know, the contribution to, health, to IT and other industries like financial services or oil and gas where, um, you know, information can drive competitive advantage and, and drive input to margin, there's a huge investment in IT costs. Um, you know, traditionally, healthcare spent less than 2% of, of revenues on IT, and the, the goal of IT was to be cheap. Um, and that's how it was governed, and that's how it was measured is, you know, how much do you cost? And, and that, that equation has changed, some of it because of federal mandates, right? Everybody says, well, IT budgets are going up. Yeah, well, the requirements on healthcare IT are going up. Yeah. Um, there was no such thing as meaningful use or ICD-10 a couple of years ago, and now those are driving a huge amount of cost. So that's, that's one thing, driving up cost and, and driving innovation forward. The other thing is we're starting to see now innovation really drive improvements in uh, the triple aim, the, the individual health, uh, cost improvements, and, and population health. You know, and, it, and it, healthcare has become much more of a consumer-focused industry. The, the consumerization, mobilization, those trends are really, really taking hold in healthcare. So it's an incredibly exciting time to be in healthcare. I mean, today is the, um, the Worldwide Developer Conference, the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference in, in California here in a couple hours. And I'm expecting the keynote's going to have uh, a lot of discussion around healthcare. Um, you know, there's a, there's a rumor out there that I'm reading on the Internet around, um, I think they're calling it HealthBook is the new app. And so when you see someone like Apple that has such a huge mindshare in consumer electronics and driving the way that people interact with, with, um, with computing devices over the past decade, and they're focused on healthcare, I mean, that, that tells you that there's huge innovation happening there, and it's an incredibly exciting time. All of the industries that I've been in, none of them are having the, the amount of innovation and excitement right now as healthcare IT. So it's, a, it's truly, a, a, I feel blessed to be at this juncture at this time. Yeah, definitely feels like the right, right place for you. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. We're trying to make a we're trying to make a positive impact and make it uh, fun and enjoyable and, and give people a reason to to come to work each morning and contribute. So we hope we do that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, I don't want to uh, take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you t you speaking with us, and I'd like to follow up with you a little bit down the road and just to see how everything is going because you know I feel like I could talk to you about a lot more, but. Um, maybe uh, after some time has passed. Um, but thank you so much for, for giving your time. We appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, Kate. Yeah, check back in. And if I survive, I'll be happy to tell you how it went. <laughs> All right, that sounds great. Well, thank you, and the best of luck to you. All right, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.